Welcome back to another episode of Caffeinated CX, where we talk about CX and stuff all in a hyper-caffeinated state. All right, Daniel, welcome to Caffeinated CX. You're my first guest. All right. I like that. I know. Like, this is first, great. First guest of 2022? First guest. <laughs> Period. Yes. So, that's awesome. So, what we're going to be talking about today is, so let's say you work customer service or in customer experience or you just work for uh, an industry that has a bad rep when it comes to those things, customer experience, like let's say uh, the trades or airline, cable company, um, used car dealership. Ooh, that's a scary yeah. one. So, and where the rest of the industry kind of gives the entire industry a really bad name. Yeah. Right? So, and then in other segments of the customer service world, things are getting better. Right, there's good self-serve, there's you know, tracking where you can track your DoorDash thing from the restaurant to the uh, to your door. Yeah. And so customers are expecting the same level across all mediums just to be disappointed by this company over here, and then that company over here tarnishes all the other people in that trade or that industry. So what's the best way as someone who's working in one of those companies to overcome that and to maybe reach or exceed those customer expectations? Yeah, well, that's a really good question. And I think it's actually a great topic, especially for an industry that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, first of all, I think that everybody needs to understand that customer service is customer experience, right? Yeah. I mean, they're kind of what you got written up, right? Experience equals customers. Whatever you're saying is, yeah, right, (laughs) sort of. Um, You know, especially in the industry, you're right. There's a lot of automation going on right now, and it's and it's great. The technology, I love the technology guy. I love the technology. It makes things easier for for those of you that don't need to talk to anybody or don't feel the pleasure of talking to anybody. Right? Like you can log into a lot of things, uh, book appointments online without talking to anybody, purchase things online like crazy. I've got packages coming to my house about three or four times a day. It's crazy yep. Yep. what the automation has, has been. And it's great. I love it. Um, it gives us abundance. There's a, there is, um, you know, a value in those services. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day in home services, right, where you're dealing face to face and sometimes it's on the phone call, but ultimately it's with our service, it's going to be face to face. You know, the, the value is going to come in and how we answer that phone mm-hmm. and how, because the customer has so many choices. Yeah. You know, automation has also brought a lot of choices. Mm-hmm. So what was already a competitive market is now even uber competitive. And um, it starts with that first phone call. Uh, we talk about, you know, all the different anxieties that our customers are going to have, right? Mm-hmm. If, especially if, if it's plumbing or HVAC or, or electrical, whatever the case may be, uh, they may, this may be their first experience. Yep. And then again, it may not be their first experience. And uh, you got you to recognize that, right? And we got to give that customer the best possible experience. It starts with the phone call because their first thing is going to be like, is this the right company, right? right? How do they normally traditionally now look for stuff, right? Before it used to be the yellow pages, that's gone away. Uh, now it's, you go Google search, right? Yeah. And you look at reviews and that's the first thing that you want to look at or, or a customer is going to look at. Um, so you want to have really good Google reviews, right? Yep. But of course the industry is jaded because depending on who's doing the reviews, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? Yep. Um, but then, so the customer is going to, the first thing is going to be like, you know, 
is this the right company, right? So that's going to be that person that answers the phone call. Yeah. Now, if it's booked online, it's booked online. But if that, if your booking process online is not smooth, right? Right. That's right. a bad experience, right? Um, and things like that that might be is like either the website doesn't work. Um, it doesn't give them times that they want, right? That's right. convenient for them, right? Especially yeah. in, in industries like this, like we force the customers to kind of work our schedule mm -hmm. as opposed to the industry working for the customer in right. that regards, right? So that's a great thing right there for customer experience and providing good customer service is allowing them to choose a date and time that works for them. Yeah, yeah. With, within reason, right? Right. Within reason. Uh, but uh, that's the first thing, right? And, you know, if you get a nice person on the phone, and they just are very pleasant and they have empathy and um, you can just tell and you can see the smile over the phone because of the way they're talking to you and the way they express like that's going to bring my guards down especially somebody who thinks that maybe the industry is jaded if right. i'm a customer um that's going to bring my guard down I'm like, okay well first of all we've just passed the first hurdle right i've got somebody pleasant on the phone and maybe they give me an appointment that i need right but then the next thing that shows up is a technician yeah oh right so let's talk about that right a technician shows up and he's dirty or his uniform, he's not wearing a proper uniform or his yep. uniform's all tucked out and he just doesn't look fresh, right? right? And it could be for good reason. It could be he just got out of a crawl space, out of a really tough job and he had to go run to this next call, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not an excuse, right? right? It's, right. it's maybe what happened, but it shouldn't be an excuse for us. We should always be prepared to show up fresh for our customers, mm -hmm. whether it's the first customer of the day or the last customer of the day, regardless of how my day goes, we teach, we teach our technicians to kind of reset your mindset after every call, yeah. right? So now we, if we get the proper looking technician that communicates well, shows up to the customer mm -hmm. and in the time window, right? Which yep. is a big one, yep. that one's tough. Uh, but they yes. show up at the right time and on the right day. Um, I hate to say it that way, yep. but you know sometimes yep. that happens. No, it's, it's one of the uh, one of the biggest stereotypes of any home service or even any service company is yeah we'll be there between nine a.m. and six p.m. Yep, and then they show up at five fifty-five yep. p.m. or they reschedule for the next day at like four o'clock. Yeah, right. So. Yep. Big it's a big one and and you know i grew up in the call center you're in the call mm -hmm. center and the worst call that a call center person can get is where's my tech yep oh that's the worst call ever right mm -hmm. talk about failure that yep. is failure on our end if a tech ever a customer ever has to call in asking yep. for the tech is yep. right in uh, fact on our discord uh that we use in the call center yeah. here at rooter hero um there's a channel called when dispatchers fail oh. and we'll, no offense, dispatchers, if you're watching. Um, it's whenever a customer has to call because they have not been contacted. Yeah. So, and I hate saying it, but it's it's a pretty lively channels on some some days. Yeah. Or or how about this? The dispatcher called mm -hmm. and they talked to the technician and they said, "All right, I'm going to put your next call." Your dispatcher technician. An hour later, the call the customer calls you and tells you it was my tech. Yep. As by all means, as a dispatcher, you're busy, you're doing yep. things, right? Yep. And you're assuming that the technician is headed, but something mm -hmm. has happened, right? He diverted right. himself to another call. All of a sudden, he decided to take a lunch break or something yep. like that and yep. didn't give us that information. And now we're set up for failure again. But the right. customer doesn't care because all these things happen behind the scenes. Of course. All the customer knows is that we told them somebody was on the way or that we promised a date and time. And that's right. and that we should always there should be this veil of where we hide all the complexities of what how hard it is for us to to make that manifest. Uh, the customer should never see right. any of those things, and that should never ever even be 
word of mind, should never be said to the customer. Right. They should never know that. We shouldn't say it and we shouldn't show it to them at all. 100%. Yeah. That's, that's a big pet peeve is that complexity being shown. Because, um, yeah, dispatching is complex. Yeah. It is. There, if you've ever done dispatching, it's a hard job sometimes. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. And then things that shouldn't be said to the customer, like how complex it is, or let's say if there's an issue with a vendor getting apart, that vendor then is a reflection of us, especially if we don't keep the customer updated about it. Yeah. So it goes from this company couldn't get the part to our company couldn't get the part. Yeah. So and that creates other calls. Yep. So the vendor promised you a certain date for a part, so you promised the date of install yep. for the part, and then all of a sudden something happens, right? Especially yep. now, I mean, with, right. with everything we got going on, with all the logistics nightmares mm-hmm. and and everything, and, and people being sick and being short staffed, and it's it's a really tough, right? Yeah. Um, but I think that those first two things are really go a long way. Is um, that you shouldn't make any excuses. No. You need to be. You got to reset your mind. Every time you communicate with that customer, you know, the, the way I tell my team is, and I do it in front of my team as well too, is yeah. you're always on stage. You yeah. gotta always know that. Whether you think someone's watching you or not, you're always on stage and you always have to act the part. Especially, you know, another thing I tell my technicians all the time is, you gotta watch how you communicate mm-hmm. around the customer's home, right? Maybe you're not communicating with the customer, but there's also cameras all over the place, right. doorbells, you know, and all those things. And that, that's great, automa- mm-hmm. you know, that type of great technology, right? But all those things get captured. And they have a great deal of sensitivity to the microphone. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can listen to you from across the street. And so, yeah. you know, how you act and how you speak, you know, goes a long way mm-hmm. of them knowing whether or not you're, it's a front or, you know, whether or not you're genuine, you right. know? And so that's, that's really big. Uh, you know, I practice that internally in the office and I, you know, I try to get them to also practice that outside and be aware of their surroundings. But, you know, customers are going to have bad experiences, whether it's a car dealership or anything like that. But really, we control, yep. you know, they we have to do everything that we can to lower their guard. Right. right. Not to take advantage of them, but to just so they they can have a great experience yeah. as well, too. So they know they can trust. Right. They, they know they can depend on us. Mm-hmm. And. Plumbing and other trades, especially when something goes wrong, it's a highly emotional state that the customers are calling in for. Because yeah. it's not like a car where you set so much aside for maintenance and you know you have appointments for oil changes, things like that. No, nobody really thinks about their plumbing until it stops working. Right. Right. So that's a an expense they weren't planning for. Yeah. So and then when they call in or they chat in or whatever, it's in an emotional state that they're in. Yeah. So. That empathy has to be like layered thick, yeah. right? And it has to be genuine empathy. It can't be like whenever you call a credit card company and ask for your balance, oh, I'm sorry to hear that you're asking for your balance, right? Which happened last time I called a credit card company. <laughs> so I was like, eh, you don't have to apologize for that. That's not your fault. Um, okay. Yeah. But, <laughs> so that was weird. But it's like the, the empathy has to be genuine it has to be real so yeah and that's hard to do and it doesn't just come from the csrs or the call center it comes from the dispatcher when they call them back and from the technician when they arrive yeah so and and, you know i think also if people realize you know folks in in the industry realize as well too right folks like to spend their money Mm -hmm. on things that they want yeah not on things that they need right no one ever really said, oh, I can't wait to get that new sewer line and mm-hmm. get that, oh, get that, you know, 
a solution to my mainline or, or get a new, no one really thinks right. that way, right? A used car, now that's a little bit different, right? I mean, when you're out to buy a used car, you're gonna wanna try to get something that you like and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. Most people, that's like a, a want purchase, right? right. I know I've, I purchase cars like every couple yeah. of years and stuff. That's a want more than a need. You need a car, but you kind of can tailor around what you want with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing sexy about a sewer line or no. a toilet or replacing your HVAC yeah. or, or, or water heater or anything like that. Um, so when it's a need and not a want, it's even harder, yeah. right? So that experience has to be that much better for the customer. So because it's hard work, we all work really hard for our money, and you know we want to make sure that what we spend it all is well. You know, it's it's a good purchase, right? Right, right. and then. Let's uh let's talk about after the fact that they had their service. Uh, right now, at this company, our company, they get a written thank you card sent through their house, and we try to implement the peak end rule, right? Because the customers are going to remember the peaks, either positive or negative, mm-hmm. and the ending. Yeah. And they're not going to remember all the small stuff in between. And if you have like a positive and a negative, that doesn't even out. Nope. They remember the positive and they remember the negative. Yep. And let's face it, human nature, they're going to remember the negative, right? So, and then they might not even be taking our peak into consideration, but our competitor that they used the week before, right? So, or the uh, uncle that comes in saying, yeah, I could have done this cheaper. Yeah. Oh, the friend friend from church that could always do cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. So... Well, you know, it's, it's important. And I also think that while they remember the negative and the positive, really, whatever that, that end result yep. was is the last, the last impression they have. So let's say the CSR, the customer service representative, answers the phone, great, and the customer loves them, and the CSR did, uh, the customer service rep did the job excellently, booked it a time that worked right. Yep. The technician shows up on time, it's fantastic, provides solutions. The customer is like, okay, great, um, let's choose option number one or two or three, whatever the case may be. And then the install crew comes out and they're not sharp. They don't have all the details. They don't yep. show up on time. So we all this value we built at the front end of the service call yep. and then we come out at the end and we do something not right, right. or um, you know, not to what the customer thought that they were gonna get, the product mm-hmm. that they were gonna get, stuff like that. And that's the last impression they get. So yep. great job by the tech, great job by the CSR, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. we got a bad experience. Not that that happens, a lot, but it happens, right? right? And, and, it, and it happens. And so it's like all this, you know, just value, it's gone out the window. Yep. It just yeah, goes just, right out the window with that last craters. experience. Yeah. Yeah. And so what, and, and the thing is, is that you don't always find out about that because right. customers, I always like when customers, when I get to talk to a customer, even if it's a bad experience, mm-hmm. because think about the ones that didn't take the time to actually right. tell us that there was a problem and yeah. then you can't self correct on that right i mean you can i can apologize on that and i can and I, I always tell my customers i say i always take a lot of notes and i say okay this is scenario this is what i'm going to do these are the actions i'm going to take as general manager is you know first of all thank you for giving me the feedback that everybody does right mm-hmm. if you had this experience that means that some of our other customers may have right. had this experience and just didn't share it with us and here are the steps that i'm going to take to go forward so that we can either coach or change a process whatever the case may be and again that's me building the value back with the customer yeah. and usually the customers are pretty happy and right. you can't win them all but right but i do win a good bit of them um, and uh, and you try to save the experience, but you know, once it's gone sour, it's really yeah. really hard to come back from that. Right. And for every one complaint, there's about what a lot more that just never said anything. Right. Yeah. So yeah. and that's any industry. That's any customer base. 
So, and then what you described was pretty much otter, which is over the top empathy and rapport. Yeah. Right, which is something that we, it's one of our principles here. So, because you want to go over the top, especially with that rapport. Because yeah. you want to build that trust, especially when they're in such an emotional state. They can't flush their toilet or sewage is backing up into their kid's bathtub. Oh. Stuff like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Those are tough yeah. ones. I've had to deal with a few of those, and, and yeah. th- those are tough ones. But, you know, again, I think if you uh, ultimately, you're genuine, you can build the value. And, it, you know, I think you can you can usually overcome these things, you know. 100%. 100%. So any other tips or tricks to excel and provide that experience in a industry that might not have a good rep? Yeah, no. I think the biggest thing that any takeaway I would tell you to take from this is you got to just reset your mind. Whatever you got going on, and sometimes it's hard to separate the personal from the professional, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, because we got, you know, we're people, right? And we got things going on. We're not going to be perfect 100% of the time. But I think if you work really hard to just reset your mindset and treat that customer like the first customer of the day, and you really, like, even if you got three more calls after them, like, forget about those three other calls, right? This is the call, this is the customer that you need to be worried about and concerned with and making sure you're taken care of is the one in front of you. Right. Don't worry about those other calls. You know, those calls will get ran. You'll you'll run those calls. Um, don't worry about the phone calls if you got like 30 calls or 100. Mm-hmm. I used to work in a call center where we always have 400 calls in queue and you're yep. like, oh my gosh, I'm never getting out of here, right? But you gotta, you just gotta take it one call at a time. That's all you can do. Yeah. Uh, those call centers still exist too. Yeah. And they're still run exactly the same way they were run 15 to 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, awfully. <laughs> so, yeah. not all. Most. Most. So, 12 page verbatim scripts, come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, thanks for joining me on Caffeinated CX. Yeah, thanks for so, having me. I love I told you I wanted to be a part of it, yeah. and I appreciate you for yeah. bringing me on. I'd be more than happy to come back and talk about some other great yeah. subjects because love the content and I think that um, you know we're bringing awareness right you're yeah. bringing awareness to to the industry and to, to yeah. folks that are maybe even thinking about getting into call center working into a yeah. trade you know all the, yeah. they need to see everything right that's that's the goal yeah so the goal is to change the industry for the better since I've been in this industry since I was 17 which is 23 years ago now Wow. so I'm still in high school yeah ridiculous that's awesome so <laughs> alright guys have a good one and yeah.